Hello gorgeous, welcome to another episode of Gala Loves Everything and we have to talk about and just like that the Sex in the City reboot. I'm gonna do my best not to give a lot of well any real spoilers in this episode if you haven't watched it already but I really recommend you watch it before you listen to this because I really don't want to ruin anything for you. Um, I want to start by saying how deeply impressed I was with the first two episodes. I literally woke up this morning and like at 8.30 in the morning, I sat down in front of my TV and started watching the new episodes. And there were so many laugh out loud moments for me. I thought the writing was really snappy and fresh and impressive. I think they're doing a beautiful job of weaving in some new characters. But I also must admit that I spent, you know, two hours crying salty tears on my couch. I literally felt like I was being traumatized. And I think you can probably hear in my voice that I was crying for two hours this morning. And I posted about it on Instagram and I said, hey, like, you know, what did you think? Da, da, da. And I got a comment from someone who said, oh, I'm not going to watch it because of the storyline. And... You know, I feel like this is something that we struggle with so much where we know that maybe something isn't going to turn out the way we'd like it to. Maybe there's not going to be a fairy tale ending. Maybe there is going to be some pain or some heartbreak or something that's upsetting. And so we try to avoid it. But this person who said, oh, I'm not going to watch it because of the storyline they're really missing out on something that is so beautiful and that paints such a bigger picture. And I understand that this person is trying to avoid pain and tears, but life continues to contain pain and tears. And I don't know, I I was watching that episode, episode one, and like Carrie's sitting at her kitchen table by herself. And for a moment I thought like, God, maybe life is just easier when you don't love people, when you don't build something with someone. And I know that that's not the answer. And I think so many of us, myself included, are so afraid of taking a risk on another person, afraid of opening ourselves up, afraid of being vulnerable, afraid of all the things that could go wrong. And when we shy away from that and when we listen to our fear and when we self-sabotage, we are missing so much potential beauty. And look, honestly, maybe if you decide that you don't want to risk something with somebody, maybe you also are going to miss out on a lot of pain. But there's so much beauty that you could miss out on. And this is something that feels really poignant for me too. And especially in relationships, I think it's so easy to look at what hasn't worked in the past, look at the places where you fucked it up, look at the places where things didn't turn out the way you want them to. And it makes you want to shut down and protect yourself and stay away from potential pain in the future, but you just can't do it. You you can't pump the brakes every time you get afraid of taking a risk that's not what life is about. And if you're afraid of everything that could go wrong in every area of your life, whether it's relationships or friendships or business, you might as well just stay in your house forever 
don't leave the house, don't do anything. And, you know, what I'm realizing is that if you don't take the risk on someone else, you'll never know what it could be. The only way to know what it could be is to take the risk and to throw yourself into the arena. And I know how scary that is. It's scary for me too. But you just, your other choice is that you live a small life. Your other choice is that you try to stay safe against all odds. You're going to die anyway. You're going to have your feelings hurt anyway. Why not make it worth it? Why not risk the moments of beauty and connection and love and joy and adventure and passion? Because pain and hurt and heartbreak and failure is inevitable. But it's like, was the path that led you there a a fun path? Did it have good juicy bits in it? And, you know, I am as familiar with self-sabotage as anyone. I really am. And as much as I help other people with it, it doesn't mean that I am impervious to it on my own. I certainly am. And, you know, last night I did something that was, you know, really a self-sabotaging action, although my subconscious told me, like, that this is the logical thing to do, this is the sensible thing to do so that you don't get hurt. Like, let's pump the brakes, let's slow things down, let's figure things out. And then this morning I watched those two episodes and I thought, look at what I could miss out on by continually slowing it down, continually stepping away, continually distancing myself, even though I think I am doing the safe thing, I think I'm being logical, I think I'm being practical, and your subconscious is really tricky. It will tell you all kinds of things to get you to slow down. And I think that a really good trick for this, and I wish I had done it last night before I fucked something up, is to listen to your subconscious, write it down on paper, and then tap through it and work out if this is really the truth or if this is just your fear trying to drive the ship And, you know, when I did my podcast about plastic surgery the other week, I have been amazed by the amount of people who have reached out to me who have been thinking about getting procedures and have decided to either do more research or wait a little while. And the the number of people who felt like I had recorded that for them. And it's funny, when I record these, I'm recording them for you, of course, but I'm really recording them so I can like work out my own thoughts on something. And I'm very aware, the more I do this work, that the things I do for myself, I'm also doing for you. And so if this is something you're listening to and this feels resonant and this feels like a conversation you need to be having with yourself, then I want to encourage you to just pay attention to the feelings that are coming up for you and to, I know it's really tempting to not want to think about whatever questions are in your head and like bury yourself in Instagram or, you know, a Sex in the City reboot or something. But I really 
want you to know that the thoughts that you have are important and you need to understand where they're coming from and that the actions you take, they don't exist within a vacuum. The things that you do impact other people. They make a difference. They can make other people feel great about themselves or they can make other people feel hurt and disappointed. The things that you do can make other people lose faith in you, lose trust in you. And you just don't want to do that. And I think it's so tempting to think we live in a vacuum and just behave, you know, reactively rather than really taking a moment to consider what's happening inside of us and to process it on our own or with a therapist or with a really good friend who's got their shit together. And I'm starting to come to the realization too that there are people who I don't need to go to for their opinion because as much as I love them and they may mean well, what they want for their life and the way that they live their life is not aligned with what I want and how I want to live. And at some point, we have to stop looking to everybody else for their opinion and their guidance and rely on ourselves. And I know that's really hard sometimes because we think our friends or family must know better than we do, and they don't. They might have more life experience or different life experience, but when it comes to knowing what's right for your life, you're the final authority on that. And I don't know, I just, this is something I struggle with, you know, to have had painful relationships and to be so afraid of recreating them that you sabotage what you have, which is beautiful. And so if this is reaching you and you are on the precipice of some self-sabotaging behavior or defaulting to fear or defaulting to trying to stay safe and small and protected, I just want to encourage you to think again and think, what would the ideal future self version of me do in this situation? And how can I be more open-hearted here? How can I have more courage? And kind of the older I get, the more important I think it is to learn to lead with courage than with logic. You will get a totally different kind of life. And if you lead with courage and not logic, yes, there will be fuck-ups. You will fall on your face in public. Like, you will do things that are painful and embarrassing and messy, but living where logic leads is small and dull and predictable, and don't you want to get to the end of your life and feel full? I do. I've spent a long time, I feel like, protecting my wounds, and it's not getting me to the place that I want to go. So I have to stop coddling my hurt and start taking risks and start doing something bigger and more scary and more courageous. And I, I encourage you guys to do this all the time. And so I have to 
equally encourage myself to do it. So this is my tear-filled podcast for the day. I hope that it hits. I hope that it resonates. Please let me know. And I love you and I will see you in the next episode.